0: Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Good morning. You guys doing all right this morning? Hey, Amen. Praise God. Good to see you all today. Welcome to Transforming Life. If you're a guest with us, we're so excited that you're here worshiping with us today. My name is Kyle. I'm the lead pastor here. We hope you have a life-changing experience. With Jesus today. Jesus changes lives. Amen. You guys still believe that? Amen. And we're praying and believing that for you all uh, here uh, today. Um, anybody ever play with dominoes as a kid? Or maybe even now you still play. Now I'm not necessarily talking about the game, like where you line up with, like you match up your, your number with a. Maybe, maybe it was at your backyard barbecue, y'all used to throw down with some dominoes. Like Moses, I could see you back in, in New York throwing down some dominoes back in the day, right? Um, not necessarily talking about that um as a kid you know kids are always creative and they always take toys and end up using them when they probably weren't intended to be used that way but for many of us we've probably lined up dominoes in a row right and knocked them down and watched it just do this really cool thing right anybody ever done that before yeah it's really cool so fun i've tried to do that with my kids um and it's a disaster Right, we'll, we'll get up a whole line, uh, Jeremiah, and we'll get up a whole line, and, and, and one of them just accidentally bumps the other, and it's like, it's like no, <laughs> we set all these up forever, and now they're fighting, and, and they're like, you stupid, why did you do that, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? But it's so cool, it's so fun. Now, when I was a kid, I had this game called Domino Rally, I think we got a picture of it, uh, if you remember back in the day, uh, Domino Rally was this really cool uh, board game, and uh, yeah, there it is. And so it gave you like these different things for you to set up like a little grid um, to to knock all the dominoes over, and uh, and so you would have like a marble that slid down the slide that knocked over the next set of dominoes, and then that dominoes would trigger a little basket that would fall uh, on another set, and it was just these really cool sets. I, I don't know if they still make them or not, but but they're really they were really awesome, and I, I always loved playing uh, with those. But uh, but but where am I going with this? What am I talking about? I'm talking about dominoes this way. Each of you got a domino, right? Uh, I'm going somewhere with that this morning, um, so hang on to those. Those are for you to keep, uh, not to go home and add to your set of dominoes, but, but to keep uh, somewhere where you can see it, maybe keep it in your car as a reminder uh, of this message today. But many great things have begun with a single act of courage. A decision to stand up, a decision to stand out, a, de- a decision to, to, to act in courage and in boldness. A person that steps out and makes that one courageous decision could actually start a domino effect of crazy, things, miraculous things, things that God want you to do in your life. But to do that, to start that chain reaction, we have to step out and step up and sometimes stand out and stand up for God and the things of God. And if we don't, we may never know the ripple effect that that may cause in your life or in the people's lives around you, that one decision, that one act of courage, that one uh, moment to stand up, that decision to stand up, it may result in something greater than you could ever imagine in your life. Being able to stand up for God, being able to stand out for God, being able to stand in the culture that we are in right here, right now, and to stand for the things of God, to stand for truth, To stand um, for God's standards. To stand for the word of God. To stand up in culture and say, hey, I know you think this is okay, but this is not okay. For far too long, the church has been silent on matters. And we've stood back because we didn't want to offend people. But it's time, church. It's time to stand back up. It's time to get up. It's time to rise up and stand. You guys ready to stand? Over the next five weeks. I'm praying and believing for this new series that we're doing called Stand, that it's going to be so impactful in your life, that you are going to have some breakthrough in your life in such a significant way that you're going to learn to be used by God in such an incredible way. You guys ready for that? Anybody want to be used by God? Come on. Because we have to learn to take a stand for the right things at the right time the right way. And that could drastically change the course of our lives. To stand up for the right things at the right time in the right way. Because here's the flip side of that. If we compromise the wrong things, the wrong times, the wrong reasons, that could cost us more than we could ever imagine. We're going to look at the book of Daniel throughout this series. Daniel was a, a prophet. You can go ahead and turn to that book if you'd like. I'm going to start in chapter 1, verse 3. 3, 3. I'm going through puberty again, guys. Sorry. Verse 3. Daniel chapter 1, but Daniel was this this prophet, he was a man of God, even at a young age, he was a man of God, he had a desire for God, he had a desire for the things of God, and we see that in his prayer life, we see that through the fact that he prayed and he fasted, and that there are several moments where we see Daniel stand up and stand out, and so we're going to look over those things over the next several weeks uh, together, today we're going to look at how he stood out, how he stood out and he stood up for God kind of catch you up what's happening right now. You have uh, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon has invaded and destroyed Jerusalem. They've burnt uh, the temple. Uh, They've destroyed the city. This actually begins 70 years of captivity um, of Judah that was predicted by Jeremiah. And he comes in and he ransacks the city and they, they take over. They humiliate God's people. They took. Um, symbols of faith from the temple. They've done all kinds of craziness. They go in and, and they take, that we're going to see here in just a few moments, they take the young boys out to try to indoctrinate them and, and, and to and to use them now uh, to be Babylonians. They took the best young future leaders and they intentionally indoctrinate them into the Babylonian culture. So let's pick up there in Daniel 1, 3 through 5. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of this court officials to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table, and they were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter into the king's service. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, I thank you. God, that you have called us, that you have chosen us, Lord, that we are your children. We are your sons and your daughters, Father God, and we should not take that lightly, Lord. In a culture that's been turning away from you for years, Lord, we have, we have been silenced, God. We have allowed the voice of the church to be silenced, God. We we have not spoken out when when we were afraid to to offend and be politically correct and and God today, Lord, I pray that we are stirred to stand up and to stand out, Lord, when when culture says that uh, that what we say is is old fashioned, Lord, that we would stand up and stand out. When, when culture would say that this is all just a bunch of fairy tales and myths and stories that have been passed down from year to year, from generation, that God, we would stand up and say, no, this is truth. This is the standard by which God wants us to live, Lord. Help us to be your voice to this generation. Help us to be your voice, God, to change things in our culture. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so we have them come in, and they go in, and they take these young boys. These were the nobles. These, these, were, these were the royalty. These, these were your wealthy kids. These were your kids who had educations. These were the kids that were in probably in private schools and set up with college funds, and, and they were going to be the future leaders. And they, they took them captive, and they, and they take them in, and they intentionally indoctrinate them. To think like a Babylonian, to behave like a Babylonian, to be a Babylonian. Now, I don't know what you see or what you hear when you read through this passage and what they were doing to these boys, but the very same thing has been happening in our culture for years. It has slowly been crept into our society in different ways through media, uh, through uh, movies, television, music, all those different outlets through social media, through different voices in our culture to indoctrinate the next generation. Away from God. It so, if you don't see what was happening back then in 605 B.C. and you don't see the same thing going on, you're, you're blind. The same thing is happening today. There is a full-scale attack on our young people, on our culture, of seducing and lies and deceiving. Subtle messages slipped in. Subtle messages slipped into some of our textbooks in our schools today. Subtle messages slipped in. Throughout the media to say, listen, you can live however you want to and it's okay. You just be you. Subtle messages to to change what we consider truth. Subtle messages for for our young people. And it's been happening for years. and We've been silent church. We haven't stood up. Here's the deal. We can't passively be Christians in the world today. We can't passively sit by and, and come in and, and sit on our blessed assurance on Sunday morning and and, and, and then that be the extent of it. We, we can't just passively get through this world and and, 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 and and interact with culture and just and just passively go through it all. Like nothing's going on around us. We gotta wake up. We gotta stand up, church. We cannot expect listen, if if you were to only eat one meal a week. Right, by the end of the week, y'all will be hangry, right? Y'all will be so mad. Y'all will be fighting people. you will be in the drive-thru on Sunday and, 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 and fighting people to get your next meal. Some of y'all will be dead. Why? Because we can't go without that. To just get one meal a week, that's not going to work for you. It's not going to work for us. It's not how our bodies work. If you were trying to get fit and to try to be healthy, so you started going to work out, but you only worked out one day a week, that's not going to work for you. All you're going to do is have sore muscles. It's not going to work. Why do we think we can go week in and week out, and we're trying to get close to God, and we're trying to live for Him, and we're trying to do do life each and every day, but, but we're only filling up, and we're only eating the spiritual food on Sundays for just an hour and a half. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. We can't passively be Christians in this world today. To stand up and to stand against some of the things that are going on in this world today. L- listen to what Ephesians, many of you know this, this passage. It talks about the armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 11, it says, Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground man if we're only putting the armor on on Sunday and before we leave the church we pack it up in the usher's closet back there you're not going to fight spiritual battles right here you're going to get attacked out there you're going to get your own personal, the enemy's going to come against you tomorrow because it's Monday and nobody likes Monday, so you're going to wake up and immediately your feet hit the floor and it's like, oh, God, I hate my job. I don't want to get up and go to work today. And immediately the enemy's going to try to come in and come against you. You're going to get to work and it's going to feel like everything's going wrong. Well, it's just another case of the Mondays. And you're going to go throughout your week, and, and the enemy's going to come against you. He's going to come against your family. And then, not to mention, we're going to get out in, in culture and in society and all the things that are going on. And we can't passively get through that. We leave our armor here, take it off, and put it in the closet. I put that on every single day. Daniel 1 6 through 7 says, Among those who were chosen were some from Judah. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, the chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, the name Belteshazzar, to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Zara, Azariah, excuse me, Azariah uh, Abednego. So here you have four boys. They were likely from ages 12 to 15. They were young men, teenagers. They were uprooted from their families. They were shipped off. Over a thousand miles from home, stripped of their identities. Their names were changed. They were crushed of any sense of dignity. Their names, their original names were all names that were given. They were Hebrew names and they had uh, names that were related to God, to their God, to the God, Yahweh. The one and only God. They had special meanings to their name. According to their purpose, according to who God said that they were. And they changed their name from those things to now Babylonian names that had to do with the Babylonian gods. And so Daniel's name meant God is my judge. They changed his name to Belteshazzar, Bel, chief god of Babylon. Hananiah meant the Lord shows grace, and they changed his name to Shadrach, servant of Aku, the moon god. Mishael meant who is equal to God, and Meshach, the shadow prince. Poor poor Meshach, he got the shadow prince, John. What's up with that, right? <laughs> Azariah, the Lord helps. Abednego became his name, and it meant servant of Nego, the god of wisdom. They changed their name. They tried to change their identity. Tried to teach them the, the culture. Now this is who you are going to be. Change their diet. They changed their diet. They went to eating food prepared for the king, which was meat and wine dedicated now to these pagan gods. But Daniel... <laughs> Daniel stands up, Daniel stands up, Daniel stands out, listen young person don't be afraid to stand out in your schools, don't be afraid to stand out in culture and stand up for what's right and for what's true, there still are morals, there are still people that are are doing what's right and what's wrong and I know you got some mamas and daddies in the room that have taught you what's right and that's what's wrong and they're doing the right thing by they have you here in church, I know it's boring sometimes, I try not to be boring okay, But they've got you here in church for a reason. So don't be afraid to stand up and stand out. Don't be afraid. Uh, Adults, don't be afraid to stand up and stand out on your job or wherever you're at. And Daniel stands up. Here's the deal. The the Bible tells us wherever there is a remnant, wherever there's a group of people that would still cling to the things of God, that would still stand up, God is going to use them and God is going to move. So here we have Daniel stands up in verse 8. Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way listen they didn't fight when their names were changed they didn't put up a fuss they didn't put up a fight they didn't protest because those were just outward labels they understood who they were inside they understood who god had called them to be so they didn't, they didn't fight when they changed their names they didn't, they didn't fight when they were trying to indoctrinate them but they did fight To defend his name. They did fight to defend God's name. So when they tried to change this food to to now uh, food that was offered up to other gods, they stood up. They stood up here to defend God's name. To not eat food dedicated to pagan gods. Many times we would try to rationalize in those moments. Oh, you know what? I don't want to offend anybody. You know. I don't want to seem like I'm judgmental, you know. God God will understand if I just, you know, God God will understand if I just kind of ate and followed along with the crowd, right? God God would understand. Everybody else is doing it, you know, so it's okay. It's not not hurting anyone. It's not going to hurt me to to eat this. And listen, John, I've got to eat, man. You know what I'm saying, right? I've got to eat. We, we, we got, I got to eat, so, like, I, I, just, I just feel like it's okay. How many times do we do that and just feel like, hey, J- Jesus is gonna, Jesus gives me grace. And he gives me mercy. He'll forgive me. We just go with the flow. We just go with the flow. I don't want to seem pushy. I don't want to seem judgmental. I don't want to seem holier than thou. Listen, there was a time I was, I was working in kind of a warehouse job at a furniture store. Uh, years ago, I was in my early 20s, and we had a lot of high schoolers that would come after work or after school to, to work there. And there was one time they all wanted to go hang out, so we go out to eat at this restaurant. I think it was Barnacles back when that was in Brandon. And, uh, and we go out to eat, and they go to order our drinks, and they knew we were older. And, and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a soda uh, and sweet tea guy, so if we go out to eat, I'm not getting water. I know it's free, but I, I just can't do that. Uh, so I'm either getting sweet tea, Mountain Dew, or Dr. Pepper. It's just one. It's one of those options, okay? And, and so I don't remember what I ordered. It's probably soda, and uh, and I ordered that, and they were bewildered because it, it was me and my buddy, and we were both older. We were both we were old enough to drink, which is what they were getting. They're like, why why didn't you why didn't you order a beer? I'm like, just because you're old enough, you don't have to order. Be like, <laughs> you know, what's the big deal? Like, so I had to explain them. Listen, I, you know, I go to church. I follow God. That's just not in my my standards, right? Uh, number one, that's, I've never been. That's never been my thing either. Like, I don't want to, from what I understand, drinks, it tastes like pee. Like, so, so then that gets me curious. Like, who has drank pee to know what that tastes like? I don't, that's weird, you know. But that was just never my thing. That was never a hang-up of mine. And it just. And, and then plus, I just, listen, I've seen this stuff ruin so many families, and so many people's lives, people that I hold near and dear to my heart seen it mess some stuff up so that's just not my thing plus I love Mountain Dew y'all know that about me <laughs> we had to stand that was a, a teachable moment for those young guys teachable moment for them to understand listen I don't care what everybody else does like I've been past that y'all that you're in high school who cares what everybody else is doing or what they think Your middle school high school college students Who cares what everybody, because everybody's going to, in 10 years, no one's going to remember that stuff. They're all going to forget, right? It's not going to, you're going to be totally different when you are 10 years from now. They're going to be totally, everything, that big muscular guy that was on the football team, he's going to have a a big belly and bald, and he's not going to be the homecoming king much anymore. I'm just saying, man, we get old. Stuff happens. I think I had the reverse effect. I think I've gotten better. Never mind. Definitely have less hair, that's for sure. (laughs) It's okay to stand up and to stand out. It's okay. But to do that, we have to have a predetermined resolution. We have to understand that we are going to have moments in our life where we're going to need to stand up and stand out. So, what's the plan? What's going to happen? How are we going to respond in those moments? We have to to resolve and we have to set in our heart that no matter what happens, no matter what comes my way, no matter who comes at me, I'm going to stand in that situation. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stand up for what I know is right. I'm going to stand up for, I know that, that it's God and it's God's way and that's the standard and that's the truth. So I'm going to do it. No matter what others say, no matter what others think, no matter what the world says, no matter what anybody else says about me, I'm all in for Jesus. And so I'm going to stand for the things of God. So if you're going to do that, you got to make some decisions ahead of time. So if you're in the room, you're single, you're ready to mingle. Where are my single folks at? Come on. Right? I don't care if you're in middle school or you're an adult today and you're single. Listen, it's not old school to not have sex before you get married. That is God's best for you. That is God's design for you. I'm not going to sit here and give you the spiel that they give us in health class back in high school of all the stuff that... I'm just telling you right now, that stuff aside, it's God's way. That's that's married folk stuff. That's a privilege that we get. That is... um, John, you know where I'm going, bro. I hear it. That's grown folk stuff, man. That's married folk stuff. Listen, young, young ladies, don't give up your treasure. On oh, man, you get give the guy something to work for. I've seen too many young ladies that they'll give it up and then the guy bounces because he's gotten what he wanted. And now it's not special anymore. Don't, don't give that up. That's special. That's God's design for you. And it's not it's not old school. We need to bring it back. And in fact, statistics will say, listen, not everybody is doing that. It's young people, I don't mean to pick on y'all, but. Not everybody is doing that. And it's okay to stand up and to stand out. So, so even, even before that, all right, hey, where does that stuff happen, right? So, so I'm not going to catch myself in the back seat of a car, right? Back in the day, some of y'all called it necking, right? Making out, tons of hockey, getting handsy, whatever you want to call it, right? Don't catch yourself in that compromising situation to where you're going to have to make a difficult decision. If you're an adult and you're single, the same goes for you. Right? Don't don't catch yourself in in compromising. Don't catch yourself, man, if they're going to be getting crazy at the party and they're going to be getting drunk, so drunk that they don't know what happens to them the next day. I've seen it happen. I've seen dudes wake up the next day and they got all kind of crap drawn on their face because they don't have a clue. They passed out. Y'all know what, y'all been there, y'all been to that party before. Don't catch yourself in those moments. Catch yourself at work laughing at the the dirty jokes that they're telling at the water cooler. Or catch yourself up in in, in private conversations that you know aren't good. Or get caught up in gossip. Or, Or get caught by yourself with the opposite sex because you're married got after mike pence our vice president for doing that i don't understand that that's his standard mind your business right and that's what we have to do if that's your standard stick to it that's another thing young people if that's your standard and there's people around you that are trying to compromise that you need them out of your life kick them to the curb they're not worth your time and your relationship i'm sorry i'm not preaching i'm trying to help y'all Don't get caught up in materialism. Not that it's wrong to have stuff, but, but man, we're blessed to be a blessing. That's a core value of us here is that we value generosity. We should be the most uh, generous people on the face of the earth. And that God will bless you, he will give you so that you can bless other people. We are blessed to be a blessing. So don't get caught up in what everybody else has or what everybody else doing. Why? Why do we hold to these standards? Because you are a child of God. why? Why? Because God has a plan and purpose for your life. And I don't want you to do anything that's going to derail that. Why? Because we've come too far to compromise now. Why? Because there's too much at stake. Your life is at stake. The people around you are at stake. Your purpose, your plan is at stake. It's a matter of heaven and hell every single day. Why? Because I'm trying to get close to God. Why? Because I'm trying to pursue Him. And there's people and there's things that could possibly keep me away from Him. So I want to spend time with God. I want to go to church. Even though my kids, they got practice on Wednesday and they got practice on Sunday. And if if they don't go, then then they're not going to get to play. Well, guess what, baby? That's okay. Because at the end of the day, their their baseball or soccer, or whatever it is, it's not going to be at the end. It's going to be God. That relationship with Jesus should be the most important thing now and always. There's too much at stake. I want to spend time. I'm trying to grow in him. I'm trying to go to church and, and be a disciple. I'm trying to keep my eyes pure and my heart right. That's why. That's why and it's not just a one time event it's not just a one time thing it takes intentional daily living intentional daily like daily di- small decisions that's why we showed the video earlier a million little decisions every day that culminate over a period of time that form who you are and what you are going to do daniel's success in babylon was due to his integrity and his character And the way that he lived those things out every single day. It was more than the outward stuff. It was the outward stuff that showed because of the inward stuff that was going on. He was dedicated to God. He was dedicated to his word. He was dedicated to prayer and to fasting. There were some roots growing underneath. You guys know anything about Chinese bamboo? Chinese bamboo produces little outward growth for the first four years of its life. It looks puny, it looks wimpy, it looks pitiful. First four years. But then something amazing happens in that fifth year. It grows 80 feet in that fifth year. So we have to cultivate our soul and understand that the root comes before the fruit. That before you're able to stand up in culture, there needs to be some roots growing down underneath. Roots uh, that are rooted in prayer. Roots that are rooted in God's word, the truth, the standard for us to live. Roots that are, that are, that are some faith. It's going to be hard to stand up and stand out out there when there's no roots that have been growing out underneath. Anybody with me this morning? If you're rooted in the things of God and rooted in his word and rooted in who he is and who he says that you are, no matter what comes your way, you will be able to stand. No matter who comes at you, no matter what devil in hell comes at you, you will be able to stand. You might get knocked down a few times, but you'll be able to get back up again. You'll be able to stand. No matter what culture says, no matter what the world says, no matter who's the president, you will be able to stand. Because it's God who will be enabling you to do that. So day after day, we see these boys. Breakfast. Lunch. Dinner. They say, nope. There was this game we played in Guatemala, it was a card game, and and I don't even remember what all was involved, but there was a nope card, that you could block somebody from playing a card, and you would slap it down and say, nope. They played that card every day, John, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, said, nope, I'm not eating this food to other gods. Nope, I'm not doing it. Stood up every single day, and it wasn't just a public uh, show, it was a bold display of their faith. Daniel 1, 12 through 14, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So they agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. Any of that meat that was offered up to those gods, any of that stuff. And, and I, want you, I want you to see how he's doing this. Daniel's not standing up and making a big deal. Daniel's honoring the authority while creating this plan of standing out in here. Because here's the thing: we can stand out in the wrong way. We can stand out in the wrong way and actually do more damage than good. Listen, we we can't just point. We gotta learn to pray too. Because it's easy to see what's going on in the world. It's easy to post on Facebook uh, about what we don't like. It's, it's easy to point out uh, stuff. In our, but we better be praying. We better be praying for the things that are going on. You better be praying that you're not caught up in stuff in your own. Because it's easy to point out uh, what, what people are sinning. when we got our own stuff going on in our own life. So you better pray that stuff out of your life. And pray for the world around us. Have you been praying for that family member that you can't stand? Or have you just been running your mouth and complaining? It's easy to complain about things on Facebook because we're behind a screen. Nobody can see us. Nobody can confront us. People get brave behind a screen, behind a keyboard. You better be praying. See, don't just point Pray. Don't just look down. Don't just look down on people and judging them. Don't just look down on them. But learn to listen to them, learn to love them, and learn to lead them. Learn to listen to them, walk a mile in their shoes, understand their story. People don't just wake up and decide, hey, I'm just going to be whatever today. I'm just going to wake up and be angry to everybody today. I'm just going to wake up and and just cause trouble today. People don't just wake up and do that. You've got to learn to listen to them, build a relationship, so that you earn the right to speak into their life. Learn to listen. Learn to love them. Some people need some extra grace. We call them EGRs, extra grace required. Y'all know some people like that, right? So so we got to learn to love them. Even even through, and and not just learn to love them, but learn to see the potential that is in them. That God, there's something there, and you got to learn to pull that out of it, because now you got to learn to lead them. We get get upset in the church sometimes. It would be easy for me to stand up and say, what do you got? You need to be given more. Why aren't you giving more? We need more money, blah, 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 blah. But, but, and I can do that or, or I can lead you in how to do that. I can teach you the biblical principle of, of tithing and what that means. I can teach you uh, the, 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 the benefits of being generous, or generous and, and, and what generosity means. I can, I can lead you in, in that, that way. We can get upset and, and get mad because people are just seem to be just coming in and sitting in the pew. But are we, are we leading them? Are we discipling? Are you discipling anybody? Because disciples make other disciples. So if you're following Christ, are you leading anyone to him? So we learn to listen. We learn to love and lead instead of look down. So we can stand out the wrong way. Let's learn to stand out the right way. Wednesday night, we just uh, talked this past week about... About religion. We've been talking about a a concept of um, I want to believe, but. So the first week of the series was uh, I want to believe, but um, things aren't working out the way that I think they should. So we we feel like God is a genie sometimes, that we can just ask whatever we want and He'll just grant it to us. This past week, we talked about a killjoy God, a killjoy God, in that we're following the rules, but. Stuff still doesn't seem to be going our way, so this really isn't worth it. This isn't fun. It's just about rules. See, that's religion, right? And so we talked about following all those, those things, and, and, and I love Jesus in Matthew 23, 3 through 4. He says, don't follow the examples of the Pharisees, for they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands, and this is what hit me. Never lift a finger to ease their burden." They point with their finger, and they tell them, this is what you do, this is what you don't do, but they never did anything to lead them. They never did anything to ease the people's burden. I pray that we as a church never fall into that, that we're so quick to preach, but never quick to walk with them. We're so eager to preach truth, 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 but we never walk with them in grace and in love and lead them to Jesus. I don't want to ever do that. So we got to have wisdom to stand out in the right way. Learn to love, and learn to listen, learn to to pray for people. I was in Publix just the other day. I think it was last last weekend. I was getting a few things. I was in the the dairy aisle. They had coffee creamer Bogo. That's why I love Publix. I got some coffee creamer. Turned around, there was a lady in in a, a motorized cart. She's like, excuse me. I get this happens to me all the time because I'm tall. So I can always, you know, I can reach the, the, the shelves a little better. But she was in this chair, an older lady, and she rolls up and she's like, hey, excuse me, son, can, can, can you get me some eggs out of the thing? Um, I, I just just had surgery on my shoulder and it's still, but I'm going through therapy and, and I just, I can't, I can't get in there, reach to it. I was like, yeah, absolutely. She's like, give me the extra large one. Give me the big box of them. All right. I get there, I get the box. She's like, take it open, make sure they're not cracked. I'm like, yeah, yes, ma'am, no problem. I'm looking through them. I set him down. She said, I think I said, hey, can I pray for you? I'm tooting my own horn here, by the way. I was like, can, can, I, can I pray for you? Can I pray for your shoulder? And she said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we're right here in Publix in the dairy aisle. And I laid hands on her and I prayed for her. And she was so thankful. She said, I'm a born again, but I believe in prayer. And we had church right there in Publix. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't weird. It wasn't wild. It, it was just simple. And then she asked me, can you get me a carton of chocolate milk? And I said, yes, ma'am. I said, God bless, and, and we'll be praying for you on our, our way. But we, that, that's, how, that's a way to stand out and stand up in the right way. But how many times do we do that? Think about the impact. Think about the domino start, uh, the, the, the reaction that you could create. If we'll just stop in the middle of our to-do list, if we'll just learn to stop wherever we are and bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Imagine... I tell you what, revival would break out. It would happen in Walmart. It would happen in Publix. It would happen in Ross. It would happen on the soccer field and the football field and the the baseball field. That's what would happen. We would start having church outside of the church. That's what would happen. That's what it's going to take to stand up and to reach people today. We have to be willing to do that. And we have to have the courage to start that domino effect. To learn to love and, and learn to listen. Maybe not go to the abortion clinic with your, your picket sign and, and, and protest. Maybe go to the pregnancy care center and serve and volunteer. You know how, many, how many decisions that people change clients coming into the pregnancy care center that are, are abortion-minded, but they come in and they, 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 they counsel them and they work with them, right? Just, just leave volunteers and, 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 they, and, they, and they work with them. And, and nine times out of ten, they, they decide to change either adoption or keeping the child. Maybe volunteer and do that. Maybe instead of us condemning those that are LGBTQ minded, maybe, maybe we spend some time with them and talk with them and seek to understand and, 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 and learn to listen to them and, and love on them. Because nine times out of ten, something's happened in their life. Years ago, we, we used to do um, this Black Friday outreach out at Best Buy in Brandon. So we get up super early. This was before they started the Thursday night deal that they have been doing the past couple of years. But Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, we get up super early. we take coffee and, and some Dunkin' Donuts. They don't have hole-in-one out there, y'all. So, Roger, I'm, I, we, they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. But we'd take a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts out there, and, and we had these big things of coffee. And, 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 and those that are waiting in those long lines, we would go through and, and just serve them them and say, hey, man, Jesus loves you, here's some coffee, and and here's some donuts. But one year they had this megaphone guy from some I don't know where. It was one of these Westboro Baptist type people. It wasn't that church, but it was that. They had the megaphone, and you're going to hell. You're all sinners. And while that might be true, that's not effective. People are not going to respond to that. So we had. We had to counsel people that, listen, I don't, I don't know, we're not with them, people. Like, we believe in Jesus, and I, he loves you, and we're trying, we just want to give you some coffee. Don't, nobody listens to megaphone guy. I'm just saying, don't be megaphone guy. Listen, God gave these boys knowledge and understanding and wisdom, more so than what they got in school. Dan, Daniel was, was a wise young man. And God gifted him with the ability to interpret dreams. He had prophetic gifts. We we see throughout the book of Daniel of these prophecies that were were prophesied for what was going on then, but also what is to come for the end uh, of time. He was a wise young man. God gave him this wisdom. And he says in Daniel 119, the king talked with them, and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. None of them. They, they tested them. They said, listen, hey, w- w- let me throw this idea out to you. We'll te- we're going to eat vegetables, and, and you 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 can feed everybody else the meat and all that stuff. And and, and I promise you, it's going to be different. You're going to see something different in us that you're going to see. And, 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 but, but if it's not, then do with us what you want, right? So they tested him. And stand up, they didn't protest. They didn't make a big deal. They said, hey, why don't we try this, right? And they looked the king found that none were equal to these boys. So they were tested. Man, if if these guys, if they would have have simply just blended in with everything and just following in line and, and just did what everybody said, nothing historic would have happened. We wouldn't have this book here. We wouldn't be talking about this subject today. Nothing would have happened. It would have been a vapor in history. But they chose to stand up and to stand out the right way. And here we have it. Because we need it right now. Because we need it in our culture. Because we need it in in our time. But if they would have been silent, if they would have just fell in line and just done with what everybody else is doing. If they would have stubbornly refused to eat and they would have fought tooth and nail. And they would, you know, get their picket signs out and, hey, no, we won't go. Right? Turn or burn. Turn or burn. Down with Babylon. You know, they, they didn't do that. They probably would have got killed right there. Forget the fiery furnace that was to come. Forget the lion's den was to come. They probably would have done away with them right there, and we wouldn't have these stories to learn from. Nothing historic would have happened if they would have just blended in or if they would have made this huge fuss. Time and time again, we are lured to blend in with everybody else. We were not called to blend in with everybody else, church. You were not called to fit in with. You were called to be in the world, but not of the world. You were called to be more than conquerors. You were called to be more. Separated. Set apart for God's glory. We weren't meant to fit in and to blend in. We were actually meant to influence culture. And, and it used to be that back in the day. The church used to be the center of the community. The center of People used to look to the church for influence And now it's backwards. We got to change that. We got to stand up and stand out. I'd rather be remembered for standing out than forgotten for blending in. So take your stand. Take your stand against the enemy. Take your stand against the devil's schemes. Put on the full armor of God that when the day of evil comes, you can take your stand. When you have done all else, stand. And it's not just to stand out and stand up against culture and I stick it to the man. It's, like, it's not just to do it so that we can lead them to Jesus also. It's so that not only we stand up and stand out for what's true and for what's right and what's real, but it's so that we can lead the world to come and know the God that we know and serve today. Worship team, you guys can come up. The great theologian Dr. Seuss said, why well, fit in when you were born to stand out? February 5th, the New York Times reported that CVS, the country's largest drugstore, they would no longer fit in with society, but rather they would stand out. The company announced that as they moved towards becoming more of a healthcare provider, they would stop selling cigarettes and other tobacco products. Trying to be healthy. They're trying to be a healthcare provider. That doesn't make sense. if they're you know, But they would stand out, even though they would they were estimated to lose a lot of money because of that. It was estimated to lose $2 billion. We all know in recent news, uh, store Hobby Lobby. How many ladies like Hobby Lobby? Woo! Yeah. (laughs) They dared to be different. Recently winning the opportunity for a a lawsuit that was against them to be heard at the Supreme Court level. Against Obamacare, which demands that Christian agencies for birth control and abortion causing drugs for their employees and they stood up and they stood out against it because it didn't fall in line with what they believed their godly standards Hobby Lobby is standing out rather than conforming to the world Chick-fil-A who loves Chick-fil-A you can't have it today better go to Popeye's Chick-fil-A was asked about their stances on different things. Really baited. And they stood up for godly standards. They don't, they don't believe in, in homosexuality. They faced a lot of, a lot of lack, uh, backlash because of that. A lot of stuff was in the news and the media. Let's Listen, listen there, there's some voices out there in this world that are really a small group of people that are trying to make the loudest noise. We need to be louder than that. It's okay to stand for for these things. It's not about being bigots. It's not about being homophobes. It's not about being loving. It's about the standard that God has set for life. But even though they took that stance, even though they faced backlash, even though they're closed on Sundays because they want their people to go to church and that's what they believe, they're still one of the largest restaurant chains fast food chains one study in 2015 showed that KFC has around three times as many restaurants but Chick-fil-A makes three times more than they do in 2018 the business insiders chain of the year also in 2018 they became the third largest by sales in fast food restaurants there was the Christian Baker not long ago that refused to, to make a cake for a wedding of a homosexual couple. They refused to do that. It, they were facing a lawsuit. It looked it didn't look like it was going to be in their favor, but 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 it goes to the Supreme Court and, and, and came through, and then someone else tried to come. But, but they were trying to take their stand. It's not what we believe. It's not our standard, and, and culture's trying to come against that. And it's got nothing to do with whether we love them or not. That, that that's, a, that's such a... It's such a crazy argument that people try to make. That we're not, we don't love them because we disagree with them. And if, you, if you're one of those that think like that, can I encourage you and challenge you to change your thinking? That just because someone stands up and, and stands out against something that they don't but that doesn't mean they hate you. Just they're standing up for what they believe in. Jesus wants us to be different. He doesn't want us to fit, fit in. We were not created to fit in with the rest of the world. He wants us to stand out. He dares us to be different. He commands us to be different. You are designed by God not to blend in but to stand out. We're called to be set apart. We're called to be different than the world. We're called to be uh, to God's word, to His standard, His best. We are called to be holy as He is holy. You might have one of these growing up. I had—I well, don't remember what was on it. I think it was like Underdog or something. Y'all remember that cartoon? Know, something like that. Sometimes they have clowns on them, all kind of thing. This is the only thing I could find local. Um, it was a kitty one, so sorry. But it'll prove a point. When you hit this, what happens? <laughs> Illustration fail supposed to be, it's probably a little deflated, it's been around, I blew it up last night, maybe I should have done that this morning. but it, but it comes back because it's what, on the bottom, it's weighted, it's weighted on the bottom, it's weighted on the bottom so it bounces back when you hit it, or at least you're supposed to, it'll, it'll bounce back, maybe I'll just tap it, it bounces back, it bounces, when, when you hit it, when you come at it. With force, it bounces back almost every time. There we go. Listen. You need to be weighted. You need to be rooted in God, rooted in His Word, rooted in some faith. Take up the authority in Jesus Christ because here's the deal. The enemy's going to try to come at you, and he's going to throw some punches, and he's going to come and hit you. And, 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 and with God's help and His strength and His power and His authority, you will bounce back every time. The world's going to kind of come at you and say, listen, you can't. You shouldn't. This is old stuff. This is old-fashioned. You can't be a Christian today. This stuff isn't real. It's fake. And you got to be able to stand up and bounce back. Get in the fight, church. Get in the fight. There's going to be some things that are going to happen to you in your life that are going to try to knock you down. Circumstances. People are going to hurt you. Things are going to happen. People are going to say things about you. People are going to try to knock you out and take you down. Stand up. Be rooted in God. Be rooted in who he says that you are. And you will bounce back. You will not be moved. But in Christ the solid rock I stand. Remember that old song? And in Christ the solid rock I stand. other ground is sinking sand. If we try to root ourselves and we try to anchor ourselves in anything but Jesus, we're going to fall and we're going to stay down and it's going to be difficult to get back up. Be anchored in Christ, be rooted in God, have some faith to move some mountains. Come on, somebody. Take up the power of the Holy. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit to give you the power to empower you stand up and to stand out so that you can stand up in culture so that you can come out in in moments and in situations and things that happen in your life so that you can say listen I'm getting knocked down but I know who I am in Christ I might get hit I might get attacked but God is my strength and my sword my flesh may fail but God you never will my flesh may be weak but the spirit of God is strong